What up? I'm Miss Casey Carter. What's going on? I'm Reese. And check us out on the Glow Up Podcast every single Monday, dropping on the Soundcasting Network. We're talking to your favorite entrepreneurs and artists and whoever's glowing up. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Glow up with us every Monday. Welcome back, you guys. It's the Ridiculous People Podcast. What up? I'm Liv Sangor. And I'm Alex Shannon. Um, and you can follow us as a podcast on Twitter at a ridiculous pod. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N. Yep, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liviosa, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. Yeah, and uh, rate and review and subscribe. Please do. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, mm-hmm. iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you keep coming back to us every week. Yes, we are on every week talking about movies and television and, you know, just the entertainment industry. How ridiculous it all is. Yeah, man. And we're going live before we uh, – we're going Facebook Live at Ridiculous People Productions. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to come hang out before we record the podcast every week, it's going to be on Tuesdays, sometimes Wednesdays, mm-hmm. when life gets crazy. Listen, y'all get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, what did you watch this week? So this was a this was a heavy TV week. Um, so I I watched um, some teen Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan um, of the teen Netflix uh, dramedy. Um, I'm sorry, wait, let's scratch that. I'm a big fan of the teen comedy drama genre. Um, always have been. You're so. too good for the word dramedy. Okay, oh my god. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. Okay, okay. The teen dramedy genre. It's efficient. You know what? Her little arms are crossed right now. Her arms are literally I'm crossed. I'm cold. We have to turn the heat off to record. Know, it's, it's very Leave true. Leave me alone. I'm still sick. I walked into my room. Oh, yeah. Alex is sick, guys. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I walked into my room and it was like 10 degrees colder. And I was like, why is it so cold? I'm like, oh, because we're recording the damn podcast. Right. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched three um, Netflix original uh teen tv shows um i watched everything sucks end of the fucking world and on my block oh so, okay yeah yeah you're just gonna run them all down i don't know mean- i figure i'll run them all down because we we all ha- we both have like you know like quite a list i feel like it's so true yeah run them down see if so that people could get excited about it let's you know? do it Cicadas are back. The cicadas. We don't know what they are. They're digital cicadas. I fucking hate Sometimes that. they're there, sometimes they aren't. Oh my god, oh. leave me alone, digital cicada. Well, they want to listen too. They want to, you know what they want to know, Alex? They want to know what you watched this week. Oh my god, <laughs> in fucking heaven. Um, okay, so I watched Don't Think Twice, mm-hmm. which is a movie, but available on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Oh, uh-huh. And Barry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also, I just have a, a few things to say about oh, a series of unfortunate yep. events mm-hmm, series mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the second season of a series of unfortunate events right. on Netflix. And I just have a few things to say about it because I yeah. was very attached to those books as a child. Yeah, they were and, fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, well. Mm. Um, all right. Well. All right. Um, let's start off with 
uh, everything sucks. I'll start with everything sucks. Yeah. Um, so that was I. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. I did watch it. I didn't watch it this past week. I watched it a couple weeks ago. Oh However, God, you're such a liar. I know. I know. I had to come <laughs> clean. You know, mm-hmm. honesty is number one rule in podcasting. Obviously. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, everything sucks. It's about these kids um, in uh, this sort of suburban Californian neighborhood. Um, they're in an AV club. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the main character is, this, is the head of the AV club. He wants to be a director. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like decides to make a movie um, in order to like, get this girl and like he collabs with the drama club and like they make this silly alien movie. Oh, that's fun. It's cute. It's cute. It's, it's like <laughs> honestly weirdly the premise is like weirdly similar to something that I fake pitched in a producing class oh, in NYU. Really? Yeah. Oh no way. <laughs> yeah, like straight up. Well, like- <laughs> but mine was a little more like docu okay. men- uh-huh. like mockumentary oh, thing or okay. whatever. Uh-huh. But LOL, I'd love to look at the producing credits and see if either of my teachers yeah, are on that. Yeah, see if you know them, right? <laughs> well, lucky for you, I feel like the show was just okay. Okay. <laughs> lucky so. for me. I mean, I didn't pitch them my best idea, obviously. <laughs> That's the first thing they tell you when you enter film school is, is like, we own your ideas, don't pitch us your best That stuff. is literally the first thing they tell you. And if something is getting too good, they'll straight up be like, don't. No, stop, uh, stop, stop telling stop, us about stop this. Talking, yeah. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah, we didn't give a shit at all, but nope, um, nope. they really liked our ideas, yeah, which makes me suspicious of yeah, them and I, I i'm always sniffing yeah. and wondering if it ever is going to surface anywhere <laughs> I, I mean they're not big time producers because they no, have enough the time thing, to teach they're teachers <laughs> they have i mean they have enough time to teach not there i mean he was gone for half the semester oh uh, mm-hmm. on a very mm-hmm. shitty sequel oh, right. oh my god i forgot he worked we're on not that. talking about we're not going to talk about it no 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 we're not going to say anything um, yeah i'm, I'm always kind of waiting that. for my idea to crop up just somewhere. i know right yeah yeah <laughs> Um, that kind of happened. I mean, it was like a pitch. Remember, we we knew somebody who pitched something that I had pitched to like my mm-hmm. friends, like the yeah, like, and I tore it apart because yeah. it was in my class, and then I it tore it apart class, right? in class. I was like, interesting. How does it end? Yeah, because I knew that you hadn't written hadn't that written part by the time you had pitched yep. it to that person, and that person was like, oh, well, you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> to, to which everyone goes. You can't say that in a <laughs> yeah. fucking pitch, you idiot. <laughs> I know, I love it. They're like, oh, I'm going to keep it a cliffhanger. I'm like, you don't know, do you? Like, oh, my God. Everybody's out here stealing ideas, everybody y'all. Everybody is. Be Mm-mm. careful. Be careful, Be careful with careful. your intellectual property. That's the right. laws are messed up. Um, <laughs> it's true. But yeah, so, well, that's kind of funny. So, okay, so I'm curious to know. <laughs> so now I'm like, I gotta I know, watch it. I have to watch it. I mean, that's it's funny. quick. It's a quick watch. It's... um. It's in the 90s. It takes place in the 90s. And it is very nostalgic to the, to, like, it's a This is a so lot. weird. One of my main characters was. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wait, what? It could, it could very much also be the fact that, like, you mm. know, people have the same ideas in a Still million different though. places. It's very funny. If the credits. Though, <laughs> if the credits match, I'm professor. Gonna I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's but so that's, funny. that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's it's cute. I mean, um, yeah, it's the 90s nostalgia was a little bit much for me at times just I'm, because. Yeah, I think it's, it's you know getting I mean. to be a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too saturated. It is. It is. It felt like it got the tone was a little mixed up, too. I had like there were a lot of moments where I would like something would happen or a character would say something or it would be like a set piece. And I was like, 
Saved by the Bell. You know, like it was like right on point. Oh. So the ones that kept coming up were Freaks and Geeks, Wonder Years, Saved by the Bell, and Boy Meets World. Like mm. consistent, like I guess homages. I put that in air quotes because this is a yeah. podcast. But you know, like it was a lot, I thought, and it um it was a little bit too noticeable for me, you know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like yeah, I don't know. It was it was very overt Didn't what feel was happening. Well handled. No. Okay. Not really. Um but it was really, I did really like, there was a queer storyline that actually ended up, so one of the characters, and this isn't really a spoiler, one of the main characters, the girl that the main main boy is into, um, is a lesbian, and like she has to kind of figure that out, but then she has a crush on this really popular girl, and it's actually like well done. Like that was, I was like, oh, that's oh, a cute that's cool. little, you know, storyline. I mean, they're, you know, in high school, so like. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a teen romance, but like right. it was cute and it didn't end in absolute tragedy and heartbreak. <laughs> good. Yeah, um, that's really good. Which I thought was refreshing. Um, and it wasn't stereotypical. Like she had her thing where she was like, I, she was like going to Tori Amos concerts and then being like, eh, I don't really care for this, you know, <laughs> which was cute, um, you know, and nice breaking boundaries. The main guy was black, which was always nice to see. Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, it actually felt like a teen or a tween could watch it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was very much like, I feel like if we were that age, you know, we would have watched it and been like, oh, we would have been fun. into it. You know, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's, like, my general take. I honestly don't have, like, much, much to say about it because okay. I wasn't wildly impressed. But at the same time, it was definitely cute. If anybody knows any tweens, they should watch this, you know? I'm going to send you my pitch deck and let me know how close I it is. I will, yeah. And then I'll IMDB some shit. This is where I put my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, Can yeah, you yeah. hear the crinkle? <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Um, so I watched Don't Think Twice mm-hmm. on Netflix. Uh, it's a movie that Mike Birbiglia wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about an improv troupe mm-hmm. where one person gets super famous mm-hmm. and everybody has to deal with it. Oh, right? nice. So it's oh, a bunch of people living in New York, uh-huh. very closely based on real humans. Right. And um, they ha- there's this really great show called Weekend Live that okay. everyone keeps uh-huh. going, right. getting sucked up by right. from their like little New York underground theater wow, and they this is so familiar. <laughs> and they're like, oh wow, okay. And then it's really interesting because you get to see the interpersonal dynamics of an improv troupe mm-hmm. where like the tenets of improv kind of say like everybody has to have each other's back. Right. Like say yes, think about the group, not think don't think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't think don't think at all. Right, Essentially right. just like act and and do before thinking or whatever. Um but then like to have a a career in comedy, what do you do? How do you reconcile those right, tenets right. with your own career in uh-huh. comedy and with your own ambition and with the ambitions of the group? And mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it's really, really interesting uh-huh. to see how people how they navigate it. Uh-huh. Um, it's yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> it's right, like nearly right. upsetting, right. honestly, um, because it's a lot of it's ob- clearly about. SNL. Right. Like it's clearly yeah. about UCB yeah. and SNL. Right. The right. Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, if people mm-hmm. don't know, is like a very well known improv theater that's now a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And um and basically like 
I mean, a lot of those folks end up having like really illustrious, amazing um, careers Mm -hmm. in comedy, in like more mainstream comedy Mm -hmm. and, you know, still go back and do improv with Ass Cat, Mm -hmm. that show notoriously brings back really famous alumni, yeah, yeah. Um, things like that. But yeah, it was really cool because like <clears throat> in within the group, Berbiglia kind of did this really great thing in his writing of like kind of putting everybody's take, which I just, I mean, maybe I'm just projecting, but what I assumed that like all of his, all of the different takes that his friend had, mm-hmm. his friends had on SNL, like people who definitely wanted it for sure. That was Keegan-Michael uh-huh. Key's character. Oh, uh-huh. And then, like, people who wanted it for sure uh-huh. got the chance to audition and struck out, which was his own character. Oh. And, uh-huh. like, you know, people who were just, like, the sweetest people in the world who just, like, could not get a break, which was, like, Chris Gethard's character uh, because his yeah. dad is in, like, a terrible accident uh-huh. the night that the Weekend Live people are at the show and mm. he wasn't able to be at that show. Mm-hmm. It was just like right. things like that. And then like, you know, um, the girl who plays Britta on Community. Her name, Gillian Jacobs. Oh, yeah. So Gillian Jacobs, and she plays like a character who like has a shot, doesn't take it. Mm. And actually oh, okay. is fine with it. Okay. It's uh-huh. like really cool. It's a really cool mixture of like vibes and mm-hmm. and ideas and like, there's the one character who has parents who are super wealthy, live in the city, and she mm-hmm. lives with them still. Uh-huh. And like they're like, oh, poor you. You go to therapy right. twice a week. Oh, your parents pay for it. You know? right. Like, and it's it, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just Ooh. so good. Very it's so good and it's so upsetting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like it it at least for me, I was like, oh, okay. I see who I'm really trying to like identify with and who like I actually identify with and who like I aspire to identify with in this movie. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but it sounds like it seems like a legit like it's real so, representation of what the scene is. It's so real. Uh-huh. It's so real. Um and I mean it's kind of a a a scene that's disappeared to an right. extent. Like that's UCB true. is not that anymore mm-hmm. for SNL. I mm-hmm. from what I hear. Because it's there's so many people who take it's it. It's so big yeah. now. It's so so big. Um and it's its own thing. Like, people right. just do UCB now. Yeah, And yeah. that's just what they do. Right, um, right. Any, like, performer, I think, mm-hmm. would get something out of watching that. It's a, it's a really interesting take on ambition. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to check that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy. <laughs> and also, there's just, like, a lot of really fun insidery SNL stuff if people are interested okay. in that. You know, there's, like, a guy who's clearly playing Lorne Michaels. Mm. He's, like, he talks the way he, you know. <laughs> It's like, hello, come here. So specific. You know? yeah, 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 that's hilarious. Yeah, and he's like, mm, Bjork built this bike. Do you want it? You know, just like <laughs> yeah. weird shit. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's definitely Lor- the Lauren character, which is funny. Um, but yeah, it's a really, it's got a lot of heart. It's kind of sad. Like, it's mm. a movie about comedy, but it's definitely a drama. Right, right. Just uh-huh. FYI. But it's very sweet. Very sweet. Um, a, lot of, a lot of great performances turned in by, by all of the main mm. folks in it. Dope. Yeah. Definitely going to check it out. It sounds like it has really good people in it, too. For Biggs. Nice. Yeah. For Biggs. Hell yeah. Okay. And um, End of the Fucking World? I watched End of the Fucking World. What do you want to I say? actually watched it at work in one sitting. It was pretty quick. It took like three and a half hours, I think, or maybe four. I don't remember. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some people from my office listen to this. I was working while I was watching. Anyway. Um <laughs> 
it was I was so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really liked it. I fucking love that was show. Like, um, what did I? <laughs> the first thing I thought I was like, this is like really fucked up Wes Anderson. Yeah, but British. it was yeah. like the first thought. I, it was like it's I, super fun. I don't know if you remember, but I told you. Oh, um, you probably Hi. did. I'm so tired. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> but, um <laughs> yeah, it was it was super fun. I thought it was really cool. I think it explored some really deep, intense topics. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, man. Um, I really I think it was interesting what it said. I feel like people talk about, I mean, people, I don't know, you, <laughs> you know, how it talks about, like, human connection and empathy. Yeah. But one thing I noticed, too, was I think, I think it had interesting things to say about consent. Oh, my God, for sure. Um, I have that scene where she rejected, oh, the, mm, that's not a spoiler. There's a scene where a character rejects another character, and right. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, me but too. But also was cool. Like, it's really, cool yeah, to see, it was really know, important right to see. I thought, yeah, yeah, um, me too. Yeah, and just her whole like well, this isn't this definitely isn't a spoiler. The main character, uh, Alyssa, um, was like, you know, she like made all the decisions to like go with him in the mm-hmm. beginning and she was just like I think I want to have sex you know like yeah. it was just like she was the her. one she was the one making all of this yes. all of the, the driving choices exactly which is I feel like that is so true of t- young teenage girls mm-hmm. yeah for sure you know that was something that Gina Davis said once mm-hmm. which was um or when was it no it was Reese Witherspoon in like a in like oh, a, okay. a talk she gave at uh-huh. some award show or something mm-hmm. and she was talking about how like teen girls in movies are always saying, what do we do next? Right. And how she never has ever heard a woman turn and ask a man, what do we do next? Yeah. She was like, right, that's right. the opposite of usually what happens. Right. It's usually the women that are like, here's what the plan right. should be. Right. And um, I thought that that was really, really well done. Yeah. And yeah. in the fucking world. Like she was clearly the one with the plan. Yes. For yeah. Most of for it. most of it. And honestly, until the end. Yeah. It was all her. Mm-hmm. That was super dope. I was like, this is so fun. This is super cool. Um, she was a great, she was a great character. I mean, they both were. They were They were both great. I don't want to like shit yeah. on him, but like, I just thought she really stood out. What, um, weren't they such great little actors? Oh my God. They and when were, I say little, uh, they're our age. No, I, yeah, they looked <laughs> so young they though. Look young, they look right? like young teens. Yeah. The guy was in um, a really, really disturbing episode of Black Mirror, oh, really? which honestly works worked fine. Yeah, he's for a going disturbing character this. in this. Yeah, because I remember it's, when. But I also found it to be so funny. Oh my god, no, it was hilarious. Right? Everything yeah. was so okay. funny. Um, <laughs> it's like so darkly funny. It was. It was. Um, I really liked. I remember like. I had to pause it because I was laughing at the menu at the diner that they went to. <laughs> I don't remember which episode because they're all like blended together. Yeah. But there was when they were in the diner in the beginning. And it was like, I don't even, I should have written it down. I didn't. But I literally paused it to like read the venue and then to like laugh because it was supposed to be an American diner. Mm-hmm. And it had like a like ostentatious like flag and all the wood. And it was like the best damn American food that you're gonna get but it's in the south of England or something like that Um, (laughs) that was hilarious very fun Um, yeah I don't know I think but I think you know the stuff about I think it had a lot to say about human connection and I think I know that's something I hear you talk about a Mm -hmm. lot yeah just sort of like the want for human connection and what human connection means now you know yeah I think it's important in our media definitely right now yeah yeah and I mean, I would say this is all about 
you know, yeah. the importance of human it's connection. It's definitely chocolate-covered broccoli, I think. It is, yeah. yeah. You know, and I thought in a really, really great way because it was so funny, but, you know, it didn't... It's not condescending. No, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, I think that... And I think a lot of Netflix shows do this. Honestly, I think all of the shows that I watched do this, mm -hmm. but there is a tonal shift at the very end that works so well and mm -hmm. is able to, I think, pack a really strong emotional punch. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give it away because mm -hmm. it's quite, it takes a turn. Yeah. <laughs> in like, I guess, I don't know, maybe, I think it was the beginning. In the begin, in the, toward the beginning, you think it's going to be one thing. Yeah. And then there's an event and then everything changes. Right. <laughs> and it like goes in a completely right. different direction than you think it's going to go in. Right. I think it goes, in, it, it, yeah, it goes in a different direction like, plot wise but yeah. i think tonally it maintains the it tone does. it maintains the tone of being both dark and funny yeah. at the same time right. and having a lot of heart at the same yeah. time but yeah the stakes just fucking they fly just, through the oh roof oh my god it just escalates <laughs> yeah. in like a matter of moments yeah. and it's crazy and it's like um yeah and i think what i mean about the tonal shift is like literally the very the very end in in how it ends mm. i think it is, you know, because it maintains its humor and in a fucked up way, lightheartedness. It's, you know. Until the very, very until end. Until that yeah. very end. Um, Definitely. Which I think is dope, which I think is really cool, which I think makes Do you think they're coming back for, for another season? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they would. <laughs> I do. Really? Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. Maybe you miss saw something. No, no, but at the end, did you just assume something? I mean, yeah, kind of. There was a, I didn't. a sound. Yeah, but I didn't assume anything. Okay, can't assume anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I personally really like it where they left it. Um, yeah, I don't think that anything has to be. Yep, end of the fucking world. Season two plot cast release date. Oh wow! All right, they're coming back. Let's see, digital spy. Um. Oh no! It says while a second season has yet to be confirmed, there's definitely oh. scope for one. What the fuck? So why don't oh, wow. fucking title your shit that? Yeah. Wait. What does that mean? Rude. Okay. So un this is just all. Yeah. This is just all okay. speculation. You can't fucking oh. have an entire oh, article on speculation. Oh, you fuckers. Boo. Literally has whole like headings. A cast who would be in it and it's like well it's oh, got to be no. this person this person has to be in it okay what about plot i don't know probably something like this no fuck oh, you you no. can't just do that oh that's bullshit rude oh come on rude so. <laughs> anyway yes but very good i would be happy if they left it i would be happy if something else happened for sure i would love to see something else from those creators because I thought yeah. the tone was fabulous. It really and, was. And yeah. very refreshing. It was refreshing. It was very different. It was really specific. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, I like a lot of dark comedies, and sometimes yeah. they all kind of come off the same way. They do, yeah. And I think it has also managed to not be very sarcastic, which I think happens in a lot of British comedy. Yeah. You know? Which not everything not to, has not to be, be sarcastic. Bad, but, like, yeah. it, you know, can be. Right. So, yeah. It was nice that this wasn't. Um, totally. This was by an all-British, like, crew, right? Like, this, the, I don't know. the writer. Um, I'm be curious. Um, I'd be it, interested to see what uh, what other projects they've done. Definitely, and watch maybe some of those. Definitely, yeah. And I know it's based on a graphic novel. I'd be very curious to see what 
that was, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much it deviated. They definitely let it in- impact the visuals. You 100%. Could tell. It you felt, could just tell. Some of them you felt like panels. Some mm-hmm. of the shots felt like panels, which is why I think, yeah, and that makes sense with the Wes Anderson comparisons because Wes yeah. Anderson shots generally feel kind of static. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Had a blast. Hell yeah. That's yeah. really fun. It was great. Okay. So British. <laughs> <laughs> um,. I'm going to go into, I'm going to talk about Barry okay. next. Okay. Because uh, stick with the more fun stuff. Sure. Um, it's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Two, as of right now when we're recording, uh, two episodes have been released okay. to my knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, it's a Bill Hader vehicle. Yes. Like very much so. Um, it's about an assassin that becomes an actor. Hell yeah. And I saw the previews for it yeah. and saw his press and I was like, oh my God, I'm dying to watch that. I just missed the premiere. Yeah, it's it's serious business. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It's it's more serious than mm-hmm. you might expect. Right, right. From a Bill Hader vehicle. Uh-huh. Uh but it it's more I would say if you are a fan of the skeleton twins, mm-hmm. you're going to be a fan of this. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. that kind of thing. Right, right. He's doing a lot in every episode. Like mm-hmm. he's really he's really heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily funny because he's being funny. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Right, right. He's the straight man. Interesting. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, he's, he's carrying it. He's, he's usually being, so not. <laughs> I know. He's being an actor. Right, right. He's not being a comedian. That's in, awesome. In Good for him. Um, yeah. But some of it is like very fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. There's a lot of satire of actors uh-huh. going on. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Right. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of the way a lot of subtleties it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Uh, to be even like so specific like i don't know i uh, a lot of it is situational and mm-hmm. i don't want to give away any plot because there's still there are a lot of plot points that are spoilerable mm-hmm. in the first two episodes mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. um even just in the first episode mm-hmm. but um yeah there's just a, there's a lot about how actors are really good at making a conversation like just kind of slightly about mm-hmm. them oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and also just kind of being like yeah you know um okay like the one the one comment that the girl made to him uh he's saying something about the acting class this is in trailers that he's mm-hmm. like walks into this acting class so i'm not giving anything away but okay um she goes yeah you know at first i was so nervous but then i got to see some other people's work and i was like oh yeah <laughs> I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like her trying to encourage him, but also it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. That's really funny. Okay. You know, Uh like it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Henry Winkler is in it Mm. and plays the acting coach. Mm. And he's hilarious. Mm. All he talks about is money. And it's Mm. just like very real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You could tell it's like an extremely expensive Mm -hmm. class. And yet it is extremely exclusive. And Mm -hmm. he's constantly talking about getting paid. And Uh like uh that's just kind of that's always how it is. That's always how it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The pacing is a bit slow, I Mm -hmm. will say. Um, But again, that may be because I was just expecting a comedy Mm. out of Bill Hader. And not this is like. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's like an action comedy show, okay, okay. kind oh, of thing, um, with some like ser- like serious elements. Uh-huh. Honestly, I think I think it'll take a couple more episodes for me to figure out what genre it even mm-hmm. exists in. It seems uh-huh. to kind of float around in like a a little bit of like a weird world. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I mean, again, I don't know where it's going, but so far, I think it could have been 
it maybe could have been a weird indie movie. Mm. And then oh, they okay. decided, and then they were like given this opportunity to go to HBO and they're like, uh-huh. okay. you right, know what I right. mean? Like, okay. Okay. Uh, that, I, I mean, I don't know anything about the origin <laughs> of this television show. Maybe they've been trying to make it for 10 years. I have no sure, idea. Sure. But um, it, it has the plot of a weird indie movie mm-hmm. that I could see him being in. Mm. Um, it feels in the vein of the, the indie movies that he does, that Kristen Wiig does, you know, the really kind of offbeat mm-hmm. darkness that both of them are actually pretty into. Right, right. Uh, that no one expects from them because they're so wildly talented as as comedians. Um, they end up being funny anyway because they just can't help it and mm-hmm. it just leaks out of their pores. But surrounding them in a super dark environment mm-hmm. and a super dark plot is actually really, really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it puts out some really cool stuff. Welcome to Me with Kristen Wiig oh, on Netflix. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite indie movies to date. Mm-hmm. Like, t- I fucking love that movie and nobody has seen that movie, mm-hmm. but it is so good and mm-hmm. is so interesting. And I highly recommend everybody go watch that as well. Weird, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to keep up with Barry and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds interesting. That's not at all what I expected, even just from the trailers. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But it's interesting. Definitely dying to watch it. Um, in case y'all forgot, this is the Ridiculous People podcast. Hell yeah. Woo. We talk about movies and TV and all the kinds of entertainment shit we find ridiculous. We do. Um, my name is Liv Sengor. And I'm Alex Shannon. Hell yeah. And uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at a ridiculous pod. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liviosa, uh, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. So, okay. I also watched On My Block, mm-hmm. um, which, oh my God, I have never seen uh, anything like this show before. Honestly, <laughs> I was amazed that this exists. Like, it was, basically it's about, it's, uh, it takes place in like Compton, but not Compton. They named it something, but it's Compton. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's these uh, five like teenagers. It's like they entered high school together, so they're like fourteen year olds. It's um, Monse, Ruby, Jamal, Olivia, and Caesar, and they're all black or Latin. Mm-hmm. And basically, the the very simplified premise is mm-hmm. Caesar is in a gang. Um, because of his brother and like his whole family is in this gang and he gets sucked into it when his brother gets out of prison early. And so they have to save him basically like save Caesar by whatever means necessary. But it like, what was so amazing to me and why I was so like, honestly taken too taken aback in the beginning to like understand what's going on was cause it, this place looks like where I, it looks like where I grew up, you know, like I've never seen a teen movie that actually looked like what happened to me growing up. I grew up in an area of DC called Brightwood, um, which has undergone some change, but you know, like that was, it was hundred percent. Like the, where they were, most of the people in my neighborhood were Latin. And if they weren't Latin, they're black. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, there was a part, the Halloween episode. Normally that's like the fun, go out trick or treating episode, but they were like, we can't go trick-or-treating. Like, it's too dangerous. That one year, we were all face down on the pavement. The other year, we had to run away. Like, that was so real. Like, you didn't go trick-or-treating in that neighborhood. You go to a rich neighborhood and go trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Also, they have full bars in their rich neighborhoods. But- <laughs> Pro tip to all of the children listening to this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, if you're a child listening to this podcast, 
your mother is not doing a good job. Oh but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like that's that kind of shit. But it's not like you know. I, I feel like when they do that kind of content, then it's all of a sudden it's boys in the hood, and you're like, well, no, like, yeah, just because you live in that neighborhood doesn't mean you have anything to do with it. You know, like it's just sort of around you, but you still like hang out with friends and like. There's a lot of hormones and like go to school dances, you know, like it was such a great mixture of that. And for everything that was like horrible that happens, like there were twice as many scenes of them hanging out or like arguing over a girl or like, you know, doing stupid teenage shit, hatching schemes. And it was just it's so refreshing. Like there's um, it was it was really awesome to have like turn all those tropes on their heads Mm -hmm. and it was genuinely really funny like not even like a teenager funny like I feel like everything sucks is teenager funny you know okay yeah where you're like you can chuckle and like I get it you know but it's you know clearly written for a young teen okay this was like it had really good jokes there are really good comedic talent in it um there's one character Jasmine and she's hilarious like she's just this like the annoying girl at school who's like too loud and but like wants to hang out with these kids so bad yeah and like oh she was fantastic she was amazing and there's so much nuance even in the brother character who was the gang one of the like gang leaders he was really funny too and then like you know would turn and you'd be like ah shit you know like um, but it was cool because he wasn't all bad, you know, yeah. and he was there for his reasons and he wanted to get out, you know, and it was yeah. interesting. I want to give too much away, but like it's there's a moment, there's a there's a I guess an ep- again, I watched it all at once. I don't know what, what episodes are, <laughs> but there's a part where there's two of the girls, Monse and Olivia. Um, good name, by the way. Um, <laughs> like there's so there's an opportunity for a all-out cat fight because they're both into the same guy uh-huh but it doesn't happen like they sit down and talk it out and like are best friends and the fighting is between the boys you know and yeah. it's that's awesome i'm like oh my god that's because that's what happened yeah like, that's way more true you and your friend are into the same guy if that you know you're you don't yeah even if there even if there is like some sort of contention Mm -hmm. what happens is that you passively aggressively (laughs) decide which of you is allowed to have him right (laughs) that's what happens Mm -hmm. otherwise you're just going well you know what i actually i actually don't care i just right I was just saying that because yeah. everybody's supposed to have a crush or right. whatever, you know, like, or if it's one of those things where like everyone like, has a crush on him and you're like, I guess I do too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, yeah, right. same. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's so real. And it's most of them, like most of it, it's like them sitting on one of their beds and just like talking and laughing and then also crying. And I'm like, oh yeah, God. that's it. Yeah, for real. That's how, that's how I felt about Big Mouth when like, oh when yeah, yeah. She, uh-huh. she like, as soon as her hormone monster came, she right? was like threw herself face down on the bed and started crying. And she was like, yes, cry, cry until you don't understand why you're crying anymore or whatever. It's just like so real. That's like what it is to be a teenage girl. So just like scream at your mom for no reason, Mm -hmm. cry forever and then get up and like put like lip gloss on and then a little bit of eyeshadow. Yeah. (laughs) And go like, oh my God, why isn't Drew talking to me or whatever? Then you start the cycle over again. (laughs) Exactly. It happens once a day. It's fine. You're a teenager. (laughs) Hormones are raging. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was just so refreshing. I yeah, because really like your the fuck out of it. Your friends at, when you're a teen are like the only people that you ever want to be around. Yeah, they're the people that are your like closest allies. I mean, right. like yeah, there are, there's usually some sort of like infighting, but it's not usually that crazy. No, right? It's not like yeah, these not other the shows that, like yeah. Gossip Girl and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. That I've never maybe seen that rich happen. people act like that. I don't maybe know. Rich people do act like <laughs> maybe that. that's what. Oh, maybe <gasps> that's the hack, guys. We just figured it out. <laughs> That's me and Liv were not rich people no, growing up. No, we were not. Um, not rich people now. No, we're still, I was going to say, I feel like we're still uh, started from the bottom. Now we're just a little bit, a little bit higher than the bottom, but still pretty <laughs> no, low. No, we started from the bottom. Now we're living in New York City, the most expensive place to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. That's awesome, though. That's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. I so highly recommend it. I'll have it. to check it out. It was amazing. The ending, though. Would you say that Would you say that the vibe overall is, like, yeah. upbeat? Yes. Okay. It's extremely upbeat. Okay, and that's the thing. Yeah. I think it's extremely upbeat, but there are just sort of, like, it'll be, like, the walk of past a guy, like, getting beat up by mm. one of the gangs, you know? And I mean, I mean, that's what it's like when you live in those neighborhoods. Yeah. You and you mind your business, you know. And right. It's always just kind of like, you have okay, to, yeah. that's happening. But I mean, as fucked up as it is, like I remember walking home with like I had these. There were these two twins who lived down the road from me, uh-huh. and we'd hang out and shit. We'd walk by that kind of shit all the time, and you just you avert your eyes, and we'd still joke. Like we'd be laughing and joking before, right? And we'd kind of notice, turn. Yeah, you learn to let that kind of seep into your surroundings. And that's just, yeah, right. And I mean, I think that's what you have to do because, you know, otherwise it's just kind of depressing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I think this show does a really good job of showing that, like, how these kids just sort of, like, because they're so fun, you know, they use the humor and just sort of the ridiculousness of everything to. To get through. Yeah. Yeah. So highly recommended. It's it's unlike anything I've seen. That's awesome. Ever. Dope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so something else that I watched this week was the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Um, mm-hmm. it's a two-part docuseries um by Judd Apatow mm-hmm. about Gary Shandling, who was his uh mentor. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing the whole thing kind of feels like a eulogy in some kind of way but um but like truly is a celebration of this man and his work and his influence on basically all of modern comedy and i really didn't i like i was familiar with gary shandling i was familiar with his comedy i was not totally aware of how much millennial humor is oh. like literally something that he did in the fucking 80s. It's crazy. Like um he kind of like throughout it basically he breaks down um how Gary started off, um his struggle like in his family life and it, like essentially like one key moment in his childhood that really kind of sent him on his path into entertainment and sent him on this quest for um, honesty, mm-hmm. essentially, and like an egoless existence of um, of just kind of like bearing witness to the world. It's really, really interesting. He had a brother that died of cystic fibrosis, mm. oh, no. and um, his family didn't tell him that oh, his wow. brother passed away. Oh, and they also, and so then he had to overhear that it had happened. 
And then he wasn't allowed to go to the funeral because mm. his mother didn't want to see her cry. Mm. And so he kind of was like, I want people to be fucking like straight up mm-hmm. with each other, like essentially. And that kind of weirdly enough, like really influenced his comedy later on. And it makes a lot of sense when with the way that Judd Apatow kind of like puzzles it together. Um, basically in the Gary Shand, it's the Gary Shandling show uh, was his first show. And I've never personally watched it, but like watching clips in this thing, I was like, <laughs> this feels like something that would be on the air today. And I would be, oh, wow. and I would be like, this is amazing. This is groundbreaking. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. He constantly breaks the fourth wall. He has monologues to camera. He's talking about constantly how he's a guy who's on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And like, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and he goes like, uh, his girlfriend is asking him about moving in. And he's like, uh, I don't know. And then he stands up, walks to camera, goes like, listen, I know it's going well with Lauren, right? Uh-huh. But I'm not going to let her move in here. This is a, this is a show about a single guy. You know what I mean? And he's like, also, the pier is about 45 minutes away from where my apartment is supposed to be set. But I know a shortcut if you just go through this Christmas tree farm. And he like walks across a Christmas tree farm oh, wow. set and then onto a set of the pier. And he's like, so now we're here and the next scene's going to be here. And oh, then like turns so- back into the scene and it's amazing. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. that is so, that yeah. is everything that meme, millennial, self-aware, self-referential comedy right. is like constantly trying to do. And Definitely. Gary Shandling already did it in the right, 70s right. and 80s, you guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then Larry Sanders, which is his, I would say, more popular show and mm-hmm. more like defining career piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 80s, it was on HBO. He was shooting at the same time that Seinfeld was shooting. Mm-hmm. They were shooting like next to each other. And him and Jerry Seinfeld would often like go on long walks and and talk about it. And actually that's what Gary Seinfeld that's what Jerry Seinfeld based comedians and cars getting coffee oh, on. Wow. Was them talking mm-hmm. about like kind of more serious stuff and talking about comedy as a whole right. on these long walks in between making their shows. Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's kind of like what he got that from. Um Gary Shandling also directly mentored, mm. like, uh, everybody who's influential in the comedy oh, world wow. right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, basically everyone. Uh-huh. Um, Jerry Seinfeld was a contemporary, of course. Like, Judd Apatow, he took under his wing. Sasha Baron Cohen, he took under his wing. Oh, wow. Sarah Silverman, he took under his wing. Damn. Conan O'Brien. Uh-huh. Um, Bob Saget was a contemporary oh, wow. that he ended up getting in, like, a really huge disagreement with um, later on in his life. Mm. Uh, like... I mean, he he came up with like him and Jay Leno were they they were both kind of tapped to like who's gonna replace Johnny Carson mm-hmm. like he and he kind of was like I don't want to do it honestly right, right. It's like I'm gonna get bored essentially mm-hmm. um, yeah it's it's so interesting and then of course like all of it ties into his quest for like k- kind of like an egoless pursuit of mm-hmm. this career because it is so much about ego and that's kind right. of what the Larry Sanders show is about is about like ego in and like this like vain guy who mm-hmm. hosts a tonight show kind of thing essentially um and yeah i don't know it's 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 really really interesting mm-hmm. uh series and it's really really made with a ton of heart it made mm. me like Judd Apatow oh wow <laughs> a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah you know I don't really know very much about Judd Apatow like sure. as a human being like as a person right? yeah I don't know him as a person um I do like a lot of his projects yeah you know kind of in a passing way I've never Fair. been like 
obsessed with anything that he's made right. in particular. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I would I would say except for maybe Freaks and Geeks. Oh, Freaks and Geeks was great. Yeah, because like I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Himself, and yeah. he he said that like, um, him and Paul Feig afterwards they were like, okay, well if we don't do anything else, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. We did the thing. Uh-huh. We put us on right. TV. Right. And we never thought that, that would happen. Uh-huh. Like like a show about nerd kids right. that just didn't happen at that time, right. which is so crazy because now that's all anybody wants everyone, to talk about. Everyone does that, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, also probably much thanks to freaks and geeks, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean. And that's what's so interesting about like Gary Shandling's legacy is like, you know, I wonder how many people don't even, mm. like, I mean, there are people that I know who I've talked to who are like, I'm very interested in getting into comedy. And I'm like, okay, mm. do you know who Gary Shandling is? Right, and right. they go, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> right, right. Because, like, I mean, if anything, he's the he's the the grandfather of the things that are influencing you, right, right. Which is like, I mean, that's to say that, like, basically all of modern comedy, I would say, is like basically influenced by like Gary Shandling and like Steve Martin. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's it comes from like a lot of that. Like, there are like five really amazing people who influence like entire sections of sure, comedy essentially. That's true. Do you that's know what true. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think like, and like Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's like, yeah. there's just like this Richard echelon yeah. Richard and Richard mm-hmm. Pryor was their mentor. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, so right. it's like, that's true, it's that right, thing. Right, yeah. It's like, they're part of that tree. Definitely. And I think that like reaching further and further back is like, I'm surprised people don't really have never heard of him because I'm like like you were saying like I'm not too familiar like yeah I wasn't familiar I didn't with know his show yeah, yeah. no mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm I'm not familiar with that either but I'm surprised people don't know who he like the name you know yeah because it's really interesting because like if we were this age right. when Seinfeld was premiering new mm-hmm. say okay. Right. And, okay. and the Larry Sanders show was premiering new. We would right. be watching Larry Sanders. We right. wouldn't be watching Seinfeld. Right. Oh, like, for sure. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. 100%. So that's why I'm, that's what I think is really interesting. Because yeah. now people our age are going like, oh, I it's love like Seinfeld. I'm going to do Seinfeld. Right. Oh, friends. That's interesting. You know, and it's like, that's interesting. But it's like if we were 20 somethings then, we wouldn't be watching that. Right. We'd be watching Larry Sanders. That's Because it was edgier. Yeah, yeah. It was edgier comedy. Right. It was more interesting thematically. Mm-hmm. The tone was something that didn't exist before and paved the way for things like Veep. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's uh-huh. that for things like even the American office wouldn't exist without sure, without Larry right. Sanders show. When I was watching clips, I was like, I can't believe this existed in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like it was just blowing my mind. Um, yeah. And I just think like it's made me want to like reach further back. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are really interesting now and who influence me now. I just want to keep reaching further back. Like yeah. who influenced them? Who influenced them? You know, right. on and on because I just, it's it's so like it's yeah. so great and this this docuseries really mines a lot of that mm-hmm. and how like we should just kind of pay deference to yeah. these comedy legends who have really done so much for all of us right you right. know um yeah. it's pretty amazing definitely oh well, definitely check that out Alex you have to watch Monty Python <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so weird I love that I know I know yeah because I mean I'm like I, I like I grew up as like a very small baby watching right. like Lucille Ball. Right, right. So I just thought that that was like 
it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I was sure. like, this yeah. is comedy. Yeah. I mean. Period. Which, the end. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's such a It was like huge... Lucille Ball and Dick Van Dyke. Right. The Dick right. Van Dyke show. Are you kidding me? And it was just yeah. like, okay, so this is what happens. This uh-huh. is comedy. I love it. Sign me up. But right, I just right. would watch it over and over uh-huh. and over and over right. and over again. Of course. Like, as kids do, though. Yeah. What's the same thing? It definitely probably subconsciously influenced yeah. me to dyeing my hair red. Oh, that's Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's yeah. I don't know. I uh, I think it's great. I think it's really great to. to history is. I think history is important. I think. I mean, especially if you're interested. I mean, I'm sure in any field, but I can only speak on entertainment. Right. Well, and that's what the podcast is about. That is also what the podcast is about. What if I just started talking about like biology? I mean, I would never. But like, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's important. I think if you're trying to break into entertainment and whatever like kind of content you want to yeah. produce, it's really important to go back and and do your research and you know find the you know like you said the grandfathers or mothers, but probably fathers of yeah. you know what it is you love and like yeah. I mean, I think like I'm. I'm still like I feel like I'm definitely still in the place of like learning and, well, and like th- learning as much as I can. And I think everyone is for a long ass time. They you know, should it's be. like yeah. you should and exactly and you and should I, and be, I always think, be learning. And I think like it's the not even the idea of like I don't know, like learn your place or whatever, whatever. Yeah. It, to me it's more the the I bet that idea has already been done. Right, right. So I want to find that idea, yeah. see what's been actually done with it, right. and then, like, continue on from there. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to restart a sentence that's already been written better. Right, I want to finish right. it, you know? Yeah, yeah And I definitely. just think, like, a lot of things that a lot of people are working on that are our age are really ignorant of yeah. the fact that, a lot of that shit has already been said. Right, right. But it's been said maybe in a different way. Yeah. You know, or something. But, like, to it's so much more, I don't know. I just think it makes your work so much more effervescent when you are, like, aware of what has come before you. A hundred percent. Yes. And yeah. not just being like, I'm going to do the first sitcom where they talk to camera. And it's like, well, you're not. Because yeah. it's already happened. That's right. Exactly. No, that's you know? true. And I think, and then, like you were saying, too, people might be surprised, like, it, it, People, you shouldn't yeah. assume that just because I'm like, sure that there's some meta, kid. Like, I'm sure that there's some kid trying to get into film school right now with a spec script that's like it's a show about nothing. <laughs> oh my god! They'll never, yes. they'll never see it coming, yeah. and it's like, honey, that's Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, literally one of the most famous TV shows ever. ever. Like, yeah, ever. no, it's true, right? Yeah, but yeah. like you know, even taking a look at this is something that I I often take grievance with is when people mm. don't recognize how incredible I Love Lucy is right, right. historically yeah. and as a precedent because mm-hmm. it makes me so angry yeah. as to where network television is now yeah, because it is a story about a woman yeah. centers on a woman right, right. who is married to an immigrant man yeah. who is a musician right, right, right. and she is bad at her like household wifely duties mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he doesn't care that she's bad as a wife he just wants her to not get into entertainment because honestly, she's not that good at it. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't care and she does it anyway. And at the end of the episode, they're always like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They hug and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, it, that is crazy. Right. To like pitch that now yeah, right. is insane. Definitely. Well, I think it would be like, where are the babies? Right. Yeah. Like, like immediately. Is she a mother? Right. Yeah. She didn't have a kid to like the. Third exactly. season or something? Second season? Third right, season? Right, right. And, and even I mean, then, Little Ricky wasn't in it that much. No, <laughs> and the way that they played it, I think, was for comedy in a way that they wouldn't go for now, you mm-hmm. know? 
I think it was, I, I always, I mean, it's I It's like always, all physical comedy. Like she's like throwing herself all over the place. For sure, yeah. right. Yeah. I always reference like, yeah, right. Everyone's always talking about representation in media. And I'm always saying like, the thing is like, there's been, there was a time, like especially black sitcoms. Mm-hmm. There were so, oh my God, so many, many good black sitcoms. Gary Shandling got one of his first writing jobs on Sanford and Sons. Oh my God. Right. Right. Like, right, right. <laughs> there were just so many that people haven't like, I bet half of the listeners haven't heard Sanford and Sons. Oh my God. Y'all. <laughs> Watch I bet. Some TV land. I bet. Yes, right? All that old. Does like, this come back to like being from a poor housewife? Where, like sometimes in the summer you just turn oh on God. TV land. Wait, maybe that's why. Like, it it's okay. The TV. Sense. It's okay. The TV will watch me. <laughs> Literally. Or about, what is it? What did my mom call it? Uh, the, I mean, everyone says it. But my mom says it all the time. No, the what? Four, four corner babysitter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. And everyone's like, wow, blackish. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, but like sorry. it has been done. No, no shade, but a little shade. Because it's like. I'm sorry, but like. Really? And, you know, it's been done and like better, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like a lot better. Um, but yeah, just people just don't pay yeah. attention to like, the um, past. It's like the Jeffersons, too. Yes, I mean, things like the Jeffersons have existed for, I mean, that show ran for God knows how long. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it was so good. Like, yeah, yeah, the idea of middle class black people on TV is like not. It has existed. Revolutionary, (laughs) you know, and everyone's freaking out. Okay, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Also, like, I mean, I would even argue, like, Girls, I'm like, okay, but like, what about the Mary Tyler Moore show? Oh my God. Yes, right? (laughs) That's a really old show, and that's about single ladies. It is, right? Like, Mm, I mean, yeah, right. Living single. Yeah, yeah. Hi, <laughs> that's what that show is about. Literally for it's literally in the title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, revolutionary. Um, so fucking many. Um, you know what I want to see? They're revamping all of these things. Oh, oh, they're okay, revamping. Okay. You know, they're revamping Roseanne. Fuck oh. that. I honestly, well, I just never, I have never cared. And I don't, oh. I honestly don't want any more revamps. Everybody shut up. <laughs> like, My parents used to turn off because it would come on. Fuller House, night. get out of here. Oh, I'm, I forgot I'm, about Fuller House. I'm over all of it. I'm yeah. over all of it. I don't want it anymore. I don't want no. it anymore. No. But like, you know, I dream of Jeannie. Let's Ooh. see a reboot. <laughs> Wait, yes. Oh, my God. I didn't know I wanted that, but I do. I fucking oh loved God. that show. I loved that show. I love that show so much. Oh, I Dream of Jeannie was fantastic. Wow. They should re- Okay, guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say I haven't seen it since I was probably 12, and I Fair, bet it doesn't same. stand up to my feminism standards that Shit, I now have. That's true. She yeah, lives in oh, a man. bottle, oh, and she... Yeah. I mean, she does cause some havoc. I do remember him always being like, Jeannie, don't do this. Maybe and then she goes like, like <laughs> fuck you, or whatever. Maybe they do, like, in the reboot, they, like, update it. Uh, yeah, know? something they happened. I don't figure know. figure it out. Yeah, because now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, there was a little bit of a an inference that she was kind of his like affair. Right. Mm, that's there, true. There I was never like, thought of that though. We were children. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because like, you know, 30 Rock, everyone's like 30 Rock is so revolutionary. And I'm like, the right. Dick Van Dyke no, show is about right. people writing for comedy yeah, television. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, kids. Just like give stuff a quick Google and watch some yes. TV land. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Some TV land, some Nick Knight, some if that still exists. We don't know uh cable anymore. <laughs> but, um, anyway. Let's go to the internet junk drawer. Internet junk drawer. 
What's your internet junk drawer, Alex? Um, so I'm, this is basically, because I technically found it on the internet, it's okay. going to be a series of unfortunate events. Yes, yes, because yes. Oh, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. It's only, yeah. it's only like, it's just quick. I just like quickly half watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean. Can you just, sorry, just, can you just remind me what books were the first? Oh, I don't they? know. Oh. But when, didn't remember. they go like book by book? Or no. was it, they didn't do that? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Okay. No. Scratch that. Scratch that. Go ahead. Um, I mean, they kind of did. I don't know. It was like the Austere Academy was where okay. we, That's like the, the first two episodes. The world. Of, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. It was the Austere Academy Part 1 and the Austere Academy Part 2. I don't know what number book that was. I don't know. I don't know if I can remember. But gotcha. Okay. But, so um, it's okay. This, yeah. First two, first two episodes of season two. Um, I was reminded that I still fucking hate the theme song. Oh, fuck. That's uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Right. Look away. Oh, shit. That it's was rough. Most, I always used to skip it. It's the most boring thing melodically I've ever heard in my it ears. It really is. Um, There's so much they could do, too. Yeah. And like, I, I like the idea that it's saying look away because in the beginning of all the right. books, it was always stop reading this book. Right. Put right. it down. Shut the book. And mm-hmm. I always thought that was so fun. It, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So I like that idea of like it being like, stop watching this essentially. Yeah, but right. It's melodically a piece of garbage. Um, and, yep. and Neil Patrick Harris can sing much better than that. I don't right, understand right. what's going on. But um, um, also, I don't like Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf. No. I really, even that whole last season, it just didn't, it never quite no. sold me on it. I, I, even though we all have issues with that TV movie that was made with Jim Carrey. Yeah. He was a he much was better, better Count yeah. Olaf. Mm-hmm. There was something sinister in there. Yeah, there was something serious going on underneath all of it. There's something behind the eyes. That's why he was a good Grinch, right? right? Yes, yeah. Um, and the mask, like he just is kind of freaky. there's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something else there. There's a, there's like the the darkness of a true comedian, yep. like yes, behind it all. So it, yeah. I mean, even for the Grinch. Fun fact, he had mm. to go through some specialized training with the oh, Marine wow. Corps because of how much prosthetics they were putting on him. Wow. It, he had PTSD from it. Wow. Yeah, oh because it was like he was being buried alive. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was so bad. He said that it was like the worst shoot of his entire life. That's crazy. Yeah, because whenever people talk about it in interviews right. and stuff, like there he doesn't usually talk about it, but there was like there's one, there's like a couple that he talked about and he was like, I had to go through specialized training. To get through it. He's like, I quit that job multiple times. Like, he's like, I was like, I was done many, many times. And they kept bringing in more people to, like, help me get through it. Um, Yeah. Craziness. Damn. So it's like, that's why it works is because he's he is putting in so many man hours to get through the fucking day. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's just something I don't know. There's just something inauthentic about about NPH in it. Unfortunately, I, I really love him. But yeah, yeah, he's. Great. I do think that there's some stuff that he ha- he's trying to work around in the writing, mm. uh, because there's this. <laughs> the first, <laughs> yeah, you see my notes. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes, mm, <laughs> um, uh, Coach Genghis mm. is Count Olaf's like first um, disguise mm. in these first couple episodes, okay. and he is in brown face with a turban on. As as like a gym coach, okay. and he says the reason they they're like he's got that turban on to hide his eyebrow because he has a unibrow, which is also like a defining factor that the adults right. don't ever recognize him without or something. Can I also just say the yeah. way that Alex wrote this in your notes <laughs> is I think really funny. Sorry, I'll we'll get back to it. But it just she goes she goes <laughs> circumvent some problematic shit playing coach 
Genghis with some brown face on and a turban, parentheses, to hide his eyebrow in quotes. It's <laughs> mad funny. But then he plays it with a Southern accent. Oh, Like a Southern weird. drawl, like an American Southern accent. And then uh, I put three question marks behind she that. Did, she did. And then a separate bullet point <laughs> underneath. Does not fix the problem, dude. <laughs> got me. But um, it yeah, doesn't fix weird. the problem, no, my guy. In in fact, it it feels like it's a referential like look to camera by him, right. and not like a graceful Gary Shandling one at that. Right, it, right. To me, it makes him be like, this means that Count Olaf is a problematic dude, and not me. You know, like Southern people or something. And I was like, right. this is weird. <laughs> These are so many layers on this thing. I don't like you it. You know, like something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the only way that that's I could so connect funny. the two. You know yeah, what I mean? I was yeah. like, this is so incongruous. Mm-hmm. It must have been some sort of like joke for adults or something. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just bad. It's just bad and so distracting because he is in that outfit the entirety. Oh wow. Of the episode. Well, I mean, it sounds a lot like the jo- what if it was a joke, it seems to not land. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just insensitive. You can't be in brown face. What are yeah. you doing? It's 2018. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Right. What are you doing? I'm trying to think. I'm doing. I, ju- I did a quick. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Are you I looking was, at pictures? I wanted, to, like, I wanted to see if he was in the book and how they did oh. that. Um, Even if it was long. in the book, it's like you, you just can't. Seeing it and right. writing about it are two different things, first of all. That's true. Third of all, like it already happened. Right. Like the books are published and they're already published and they're out in the world. Fine. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. going to take liberties with other shit, but not take liberties with the fact that this is like racially problematic. Right. Right. You're and not I mean, going to like the thing. You're Sometimes not going to. Like there are so shit. many weird disguises you can put him in. Yeah. And instead you put him in a what? Like he has to wear a turban. He can't wear a very strange baseball cap. Yeah. Or literally anything. I mean, they could even do like a uh, weird beanie, like anything, like fucking anything. Especially for a gym teacher, you just put him in a like yeah, bizarre like a trucker hat, yeah, a trucker hat that that says something weird on the front. Like you, I mean, there's so many ways to fix that. It just really bothered me. For sure, Google up a picture of him. I mean, yeah, let me take a look. He looks Um, fucking insane, and it's 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 finding. I mean, I'm finding it very hard to get past the second episode because also they meet. The Quagmire triplets who are now um, only two because their brother dies in the fire. I don't know if you remember that from the books. I know. It's problematic. Yeah, that's the one. That's not good. That's (laughs) not good. (laughs) It's not good, you guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, but they meet the Quagmire triplets that are now two of them. And um, and they look just like they cast little actors that Mm -hmm. look just like Klaus and um violet oh huh and they like in the books and in the series yeah. like each of each of the boys and girls like have crushes on each other right, right. but it's weird because they look like they look <laughs> the same wait, that's bizarre wait. i don't like it olivia oh no i feel weird oh no that's not good <laughs> yeah and, and earlier in the episode like olaf sees the two of them and is like yells at them like they're the Baudelaire's and goes, where's that baby thing or whatever? And I'm like, they're even referencing the fact that they look alike. Oh, that's terrifying. I don't like this. That's, oh no. It's weird. 
Oh, yikes. My it's really real weird. Tight. That's it's horrible. <laughs> really weird. No amount of really good child acting that's being mm-hmm. done by this like young lass who's playing Violet and young lad yep. who's playing Klaus yep. can be saved by the, all the weirdness that's going on. It seems like just like the writing, the casting, the directing, all making bizarre choices. It's, but costuming. It's, does, like, it, for me, it, it no longer falls in the TV category. It falls in the internet junk drawer category oof, right now. Yep. That's, where, that's where it has landed. Womp womp. All right. Damn. What about you? Well, mine's a little happier. Okay, great. <laughs> it's the Barty Cardi music video. Oh my god, I have to watch it. I can't believe I have to watch it right after okay, this perfect. is over. I'm gonna put it on TV. <laughs> it is. So it premiered during Love and Hip Hop Hip Hop Atlanta, which is fantastic. That's perfect. I know, right? Holy fuck. For those of y'all who don't know, it's because uh, Cardi B started on Love and Hip Hop. Highly recommend her season. Yes. It's insane. Um, it is high glamour whole time. It yes. was one of my favorite things about this. It was directed by a woman. Her name is Petra yes. Collins. She is known for, she's a, a photographer and a model and also director. And she's known for hyper femininity. She works in like fashion. Um, but That's amazing. She did. I did some research on her just because I loved the look of it. Like without even knowing anything. Yeah. I was like, who did this? This is awesome. Like, That's amazing. I love the aesthetic. And it, because um, it's very like, it's a unapologetically feminine, which I would argue Cardi B is just kind of always like that. Yeah. But like it's got pastels and florals and juxtaposed with the imagery, which is like the classic hip hop, like stacks of money, but also like just like diamonds and excess. Yes. It's like so power. Like just these women just like I owning love that. too much like excess shit. You know, it's great. So Petra Collins, though, she did a Georgia O'Keefe um, tribute film. <laughs> For the Tate Modern, I, so like, oh my isn't god, that incredible! That's I was, amazing. I was blown away. The like um, first like painter that I was obsessed with was George mm-hmm. O'Keefe. Oh my god! To which like my entire family was like, "Oh no, she a lesbian?" <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" And they were like, "It's vaginas, Alex. You're an idiot." And I was like, "Oh, I thought it was just flowers." They didn't realize I was oh a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't That's thinking hilarious. about that it was just thinking about flowers and paint <laughs> I was just like the flower is pretty her mom's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I'm like in my room staring at John Smith from Pocahontas <laughs> being like what am I feeling <laughs> like deeply <laughs> I know right <laughs> deeply straight but that like the George O'Keefe 90s. I love George yeah. O'Keefe <laughs> I know it's like the most 90s representation of a cartoon yeah, man I know. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so she was she's dope. And um they had a I watched a clip of the tribute film. It's fucking beautiful. That's amazing. But yeah, so I'm so psyched. She um, talked about there's an interview where she talked about a quote that inspired her and sort of why she decided to work with Cardi B is a quote from George O'Keefe that says, if uh sorry, that says they could tell me how they painted their landscapes, but they couldn't tell me how to paint mine. And that she's talking about other like artists who influenced That's amazing. her. Um and I think, and she was saying like, and that's, she linked that to why she worked with, worked with Cardi B. And a lot of people were mad, confused. And to me, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because Cardi B, I think, is the, what has, she's been called by a blogger once the anti-Beyonce, which I. Rude. No, not, not in a bad way. Oh. Like in, in terms of like presentation and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alex got was ready was like, hey. to fight. <laughs> 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 little quench and she was just like who do i have to beat up um, <laughs> um in just in the way that she um you know in a rise to fame i think it happens with a lot of black 
female artists, especially mm-hmm. in the hip hop world, mm-hmm. where once you reach a certain level of fame, there is sort of an expectation of how to behave. There is a sort of expectation that you are si- pretty much silent, except Word. when you're releasing music. Um, you know, and I remember Nicki Minaj being revolutionary because she sometimes said things, you know, yeah. and even she is pretty quiet. She doesn't, she doesn't talk, talk about, about her personal, personal life. life. You know, she's not always out, you know, on social media. And, right. you know, that's just and not to say that those women, that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I think that would be the only way I would stay sane for sure in that right? environment. But there's but you shouldn't say that they have to do that. Exactly. I think it's insane. just. Yeah, I think everyone there is else an expectation. Gets, yeah, you everyone know? else gets to like run exactly, their mouth. Exactly, right? Yeah. And that's why I think I think it's her. I think Tiffany Haddish is doing the same thing. That's but awesome. I mean, they're just themselves. That seems like just who they are. And they are continuing to do that. Yeah, and I, I think love it. That, you know, she's her rise to fame is also so unconventional, Cardi B's, that like 100%. that's why I think it kind of links back to what Petra Collins is all about. Yeah, totally. Um but oh my god, watch the video. It's so good. It's so it's honestly so feminist. I don't care what anybody says, it is. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite shots is just like there's so many, but there's like this one girl, like hood girl, and she's just it's in the beginning of the video and she's like watching the TV with Cardi on it and she's draped Cardi's in lingerie and draped in this humongous fur and just like rapping like your bitch want to party with Cardi and this girl is just in complete awe you know yeah, and it's that's like amazing. wow and then it's just like this ridiculous party and she's like in the back of some limo with like diamonds everywhere it's just like too much you know they're throwing money into the pool oh my god and for the tw- my favorite thing two of my favorite parts where there's all, there's these dudes the whole time who are always shirtless and they have blank <laughs> stares on their face and it's awesome. <laughs> and for 21 Savage, his verse is the weakest part of the song and the most like regressive part of the song. Um, and he's tied up. It's him with these two girls with these giant fros tie him up and choke him and whip him. Oh and it's very much like a submission thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's really interesting that for his verse, yeah, which is very dominant, that they chose to go with a very, yeah, very lyrically extremely mm-hmm. submissive visuals. You know, yeah, I'm sure um, that was purposeful. It's just That's so amazing. great. I'm excited. It's a good song. I want to watch it. Everyone, go. I'm gonna go watch it, it right now. Do it. It's three minutes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it right now. What you guys should go do is rate, review, and subscribe to this Ooh, podcast. Yeah. Segway. Segway. And um, you should follow us on on Twitter mm. at A Ridiculous Pod. Mm-hmm. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Liviosa, L I V I O S A H. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at yeah. Alex Shan, A L U X S H A N. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week yep. uh, to talk about some more stuff. Yeah, don't forget to hang out with us on Facebook Live. Please do. Uh, before we record, either Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll, listen, <laughs> we'll let you know. You'll see it. Like We're us. shooting for Tuesday. Yeah. Like us and uh, we'll, we'll give you a heads up. We will. Great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye.